Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about creative jams. I'm not talking about the stuff that you spread on your toast. A jam is pretty much like a, when a group of creatives come together and without really much of a structured outline, do what they do best and create. Now, jams have been something that musicians have done for years, so group of magicians will just kind of pick up some instruments, get together and just start playing and just start jamming together and fantastic. Sometimes, you know, the results are fantastic. I've been to quite a lot of musical jams where people just, like I said, random bunch of musicians, some have never played with each other before. Basically, you know, all start just playing. Someone else starts following someone else's lead and it just kind of evolves into this feast of creative music where people just like I said just take the take that and just run with it and it's a fantastic way to just like a have fun but it's also a way to experiment as well so in this episode of focus I want to talk about creative jams for photographers and that's the idea is we're a bunch of photographers and other creatives as well so you might have things like uh, models or makeup artists or other types of um, creatives who may be able to maybe maybe produce some backdrops or produce some uh, elements to add to to use as props. They might be sculptures, they might be painters, they could be they could be any any of the creative pursuits that people do out there. It could be from any kind of field. But the idea is to and again it's kind of a follow on from things like personal projects where we, you know, talk about this quite often on focus about how important it is to you as a photographer to help you grow that is to have some an outlet where you're doing some photography just for the pure fun of it, just for the joy of doing the photography. There's no pressure on really to create something. If something if something magical happens, something magical happens, and that's fantastic. But the idea is about the, the process of just doing something for yourself and not having the pressure of even having to show it to anyone or process of, say, shooting a brief for somebody where you have to deliver certain shots and if you don't deliver the shots obviously you haven't fulfilled the brief but this is something completely different it's completely something where you can like i said it's just ad lib basically that's probably the best way to explain it so i'm saying to people here's an idea in your particular area or group where you are why don't you start your own group and start your own creative jams where you basically Invite some of the people you know who are creatives in your area um, to come together. And if you can find a common space for people to do that, it's fantastic. If you've got a space that you can get access to, maybe it's um, you know maybe it's a local a local hall or something where you can you know get it from you know use that space for free or very very small amount of money. Where people can basically we can assemble a group of people and you've got some room to to kind of to work and set up and play and just basically like I said have some you know people can come along with some ideas and you can work around how you might be able to execute those ideas and make them happen and you can even do some planning sessions like where you know your first creative jam might just be a sit down and meet somewhere in a coffee shop and just fresh out some ideas and say hey I've got access to this I've got access to to these props or I've got access to these lights or I've got access to something else 
the, the various different members that you reach out to and then you work out how you can maybe put all those elements together to use them to create some interesting and unique photos. So I've started one myself in Brisbane here and I've called it as part of Photo Mission. I've called it Photo Mission Creative Jam and I've started a Facebook group and that's how I'm going to start, I suppose, pushing that out there to people who want to experiment, basically just experiment. So I'm fortunate that I have a space where we can host it and I've got some equipment. So we've got some lights, we've got backdrops, we've got various different props, we've got various different things that can be used to during the jam. So basically that gives people some opportunities to experiment and play with some different things. And, And again, so I thought, well, something that I've been wanting to do for ages and I've just kind of been kind of something that I've had on the back burner that I've been thinking about and but I'm finally kind of wanting to make it more of a more of a thing in 2024 it's something I've kind of set my goal to saying okay next year I really want to kind of have have something that people can get involved with and they can have some fun with and again it is about having fun with your photography it's about really just experimenting, just trying new things, like I said, learn and learning things from other people because one of the best ways you can actually learn is just to be with other creatives. Like you can pick up so much from just hanging around other people and watching them shoot, watching how they set their camera up, watching the lens choices and, you know, asking questions about why are you doing that? Why did you choose that lens over, say, this lens? Why did you choose these settings over those settings? And again, people are usually very happy to share that information with you so you can actually then take some of that information on yourself to be able to implement and use in your own photography. And I think, like I said, it's it's a way... And the other thing too, look, it's a social... As a part of, I suppose, the whole Creative Jam idea, is it's, it's a socialising event. It's where you can actually, like I said, be with other photographers because quite often... When you're working as a photographer, sometimes it's you're kind of working in your own little bubble. Sometimes you don't always have that kind of pose that human contact, like in a in a social type setting. Like if you're working on a set, doing something, it's kind of very business like, and you kind of um, can't really goof around too much. You really have to just get on with the job and do it. So the idea of the creative jams is it allows you to kind of let a bit of your personality out of out of the out of out of the bag, so it can actually, uh, you know, if you a little bit of a practical joker or whatever, you can you can kind of throw some of that into the mix just to make it more interesting for people. And I think that's I said, it's an idea to be explored and lets people just basically try things that they maybe wanted to try or didn't know how to try, like how to set it up, and it might be that they need some help in putting together something like maybe they got an idea for something but and they need a prop and they're just not sure how to actually go about creating that prop. When you bring a whole bunch of different people together and you've got a whole lot of people thinking about a common outcome, it's a fantastic way to get to get answers because basically someone will have an idea that will work. Someone will go, well, what about if you did this or what about if we did this or how about if we modified this and did this in this particular particular way we could use this and it would look like this and again that's what creative jam is about as well it's also about taking things that maybe are not meant for a particular purpose and repurposing and using them in a completely different way than maybe how they were intended to be used to give a really interesting and different result and this is what's happened i suppose in photography 
all the years that photography has been around that people have explored and they've tried things and they've taken things that weren't necessarily designed to do a particular job, but they they kind of worked out a way to do some hacks. And I mean, there's a common word that people talk about and that's using hack, you know, and a hack is basically taking something that maybe not intended to be used in a particular way and doing using it in a way to produce something completely different but which people mightn't expect. So again, it's about trying to, I suppose, establish and try different hacks of people and try a range of stuff, like I said, in an environment where you've got many hands make light work because, like I said, sometimes you just need some of the ideas you need. You just need people to hold stuff or, you know, you need a number of people. Sometimes it's difficult trying to set rigs and stuff up where you're trying to clamp stuff together to do a kind of a shot of a part of an image you're trying to create and you can spend a whole bunch of time just trying to to rig it all together only to have mid mid shot the tape fails and it falls down and ruins the shot so again just having more hands on deck basically can make that process a whole lot easier because basically you've now got you know some help there to help you and again the other thing is one of the things about creative jams is which I think is everyone owns something different. Like we all own different gear. We all own potentially have access to different props. Most people have something lying around at home that potentially could be used as a photography prop. And again, it's like people just take this for granted sometimes, but other people may have, like I said, between a group of people. And that's why like a have even having like a planning meeting can be talking about and like an idea or a concept can be I suppose, formed from that meeting. And then it might establish that, well, we could do a shoot like this, but we would need A, B and C as props to really get it over the line, to really make it look look the part. And then people might go, well, I actually know where I can get hold of that. I, I know I can get hold of a, of a crystal ball or I know I can get hold of some other item which would be used in, the, in that shoot. And again, it's just kind of, I suppose, that, collaboration that pooling of resources because i said that's that's one of the great ideas i think of the creative jam is that you can actually kind of establish an inventory of stuff so even like people could even come along and say well if you're ever thinking about shooting and you need a mannequin i've actually got a mannequin at home or if someone needs something else i have one of them at home that we could borrow or i know we've got one in our office space that we we have there for decoration, but I can oh, I can borrow it. Um, I've asked the question before or whatever. And again, it's a fantastic way of bringing a number of resources together so people can basically just have fun, just basically try some different things. And again, this is a way to really grow your photography. Like as you experiment and you learn from experimentation, like photography for a lot of people who are self-taught, how they find out about what works and what doesn't work is they try the things and then they fail and then they go, well, that didn't work, so I need to change what I'm doing and try something different. And then they go, ah, oh, that worked. So again, this is how we all learn. We've all learned from that trial and error method where we've tried something, where we've wanted to do something, we've thought, ah, oh, if I do this, I'll get this result and you don't get it. And then you have to go back and you have to reverse engineer it and work out, what went wrong, and then work out what steps you need to put in place to actually make it work. And again, that is a great learning tool. Like that, You can learn so much from just playing and experimenting. And the great thing about bringing a group of people together is that 
a lot of these people have already going to have done some experimentation on their own, so they're going to have some knowledge there where they can share it and say, someone says, oh, I want to set up this scene and I want to have this and I want to have this and I want to have like this smoke effect and I want to have this. And someone's going to go, well, I did try that once and that didn't work, but then what I did is I did this and then that actually worked and looked more realistic. So again, you've got that pool of knowledge that you can lean into. So how would you go about creating something like a creative gem? So maybe you live in an area where you don't actually have like a lot of other photographers or creatives near you. Um, what I'd suggest is to look out on different, like on social media, there's various different groups like Facebook groups and those types of things. And even if you're in a group somewhere, maybe put a, you know, do a post saying, look, if anyone's in this area that you're you're located and are interested in coming together and creating some unique creative images, um, I'm thinking about doing this. And again, so normally it's going to take one person to take lead in the in the in that type of project. So you need someone who's kind of, I suppose, is the organizer or leader of the group. What you want to be mindful of too is that if you're doing that and you you are the leader of the group, is not to. It's fantastic to lead and get that things off the ground, but you don't want to actually control everybody. You want to be able to give people free reign to be able within that group, so everyone has like an equal equal footing as far as when it comes to the creative side of things that. It shouldn't be all about one particular person or one particular photographer or you know wanting to produce everything. So again, you need to be it needs to be balanced. So you need to kind of keep this in mind that if you're if you're that person that you kind of keep an open mind and let other people be able to freely freely express their ideas. And I think the thing is, it's kind of like it has to be a really accepting group as well because you don't want to basically you know if someone comes up with an idea, I mean. And, and sometimes people will come up with a really far-fetched idea. Again, you have to listen to that idea because, like I said, it might be impossible to fly someone across, you know, on a rope in a particular space or whatever. But people have a vision of things, and it's good to listen to them. And even though it mightn't be, it mightn't be something that can actually be physically done because of the, you know, the mechanics of actually trying to make it safely happen. But again, you, know, you listen to people's ideas. Because again, someone else actually might then know another way of doing it, which is a safe way of doing it, but will produce a similar looking result. And again, this is the idea of having a number of people together in one space is being able to lever off all those all that knowledge base and be able to come up with different ideas. And like I said, sharing of resources. And the other thing too is which is, you know, one of the things is we don't all own every kind of piece of photography equipment that you always need sometimes there's always something that you need it's an opportunity then obviously then to if people are willing then to maybe let you borrow a lens during that creative shoot be able to borrow one of their lenses maybe you don't have a a lens that is a very with a very shallow depth of field you may only own lenses you know that um you know maybe 2.2.8 and someone might own a, a, a 1.2 and and you wanted to experiment and play again it's an opportunity maybe potentially for you to be able to try some of the, someone else's equipment and just get it see if you actually like it before you actually maybe even you know, if you consider buying something it's a great way of just I think just experimenting and just seeing the results and see if you actually like it because not everyone likes you know certain lenses give you certain looks and not everyone likes those looks some people love them some people don't and again it's kind of horses for courses it's about trying to find out the things that you know you're that you like 
And like I said, that's about that learning process about kind of just experimenting and getting out there, trying new things and, you know, just finding. And the thing is you might actually discover stuff. Keep an open mind because there might be people might be suggesting doing a particular shoot in a particular way and it might be something that you're overly particularly interested in. But sometimes just run with it and just see because sometimes I've seen people where they've completely had a mindset change on something where they thought something they never ever liked doing or enjoy doing once they're introduced to it they kind of change have a you know do a 180 on it and they basically enjoy, really enjoy shooting that particular thing so again it, it just keep an open mind that's what I'd say keep an open mind also if you're going to create an area like this just make sure like I said it, it's a fair and even playing field for everybody you want everyone to come in there and you want everyone to be welcomed you want everyone to be accepted for what they do and like I said people are going to have the other thing to bear in mind is that people are going to have different skill levels so some people might come into a group like that who are going to have a lot of technical knowledge bear in mind that some of the other people who some people might not have been shooting for very long so they don't have a lot of skills so they're still learning so again there's a lot of stuff they're not going to know and I think the thing is when you're doing stuff and explaining stuff to people, don't just assume that everyone knows what you're talking about. I think try and make sure that you kind of read the room and you give it the information in a way that people can understand it. So people, Because sometimes in a, in a group setting, people can feel a bit uncomfortable about asking a question because they don't want to seem like, oh, well, I don't want to ask them about what that means because they think I don't know anything about photography. Well, it's and that's perfectly fine because you're not going to know everything about photography and like I said I've been doing it for such a long time but I still pick up things every now and then things that I hadn't really explored or hadn't really tried and someone who has and they've got a lot of knowledge in that base and I'll usually then pick their brain and say explain it break it down for me what, what was that and then people are quite happy then usually to explain it in a way that then you can understand it so again just be mindful that everyone in the room may be at a different level and they probably will be at a different level it's going to be probably hard to find a group of individuals who are all at the same level everyone's going to be kind of some people are going to be maybe just starting out some people are going to be seasoned pros they're going to be have shot for a long time and other people are going to be somewhere in the middle so again it's just a matter of and that's what's going to make it interesting because sometimes People who are just starting out bring some really fresh ideas to the table because quite often when you've been shooting for a long time, you've done a lot of stuff and things become, I suppose, feel like they're kind of, how would you say, it's been overdone. Like there's things you see quite often in trends and stuff on social media where someone will do something because it gets a bit of traction and then everyone does it, everyone shoots in that particular style and then it gets to a point where it just gets overcooked and kind of then it's lost people have to move on and find something else so again sometimes just having some new eyes some new ideas are fantastic because it just helps people kind of i suppose refocus and maybe change the direction they've been shooting so on this episode of focus i've been talking about the idea of creating things like creative gems for photographers and other creatives as well you know the idea basically just simply is where somebody in an area organizes a, a get together and gets a group of people together to shoot with a common goal of all being able to produce some unique images through a collaborative process where basically they all participate in some way and it could be like i said they participate in the setup they might participate in supplying the props they might 
participate in some of the equipment, participate as being talent or, or whatever in the shot. So again, it's a collaborative effort and collaborations have been around for a long time. And I think collaboration is one of those things where it's a really useful way to grow your skill set. But I think also what you need to be mindful of in, in collaborating is that power balance that you don't want to have it skewed where it's all one way where one person's getting a bigger slice of the pie than the other person i think you got to try and balance it so that everyone is recognized for their parts in that collaborative process and whether it be like what happens to the final images and again these are discussions to have and each group's going to be different because each group might have a a different idea on how the images are going to be used so I think it should be that should be discussed up front. So there's no go and create all this magic and then find out that someone oh well I don't want you to publish any of these images you know in the public forums anywhere. You can have them privately on your computer, but don't show them anywhere else. That could be for some people that could be oh well I wish I hadn't participated because I spent all this time shooting it and my idea was I was thinking I was going to have some images here that I could put on my socials and and share and again. If you make, have these discussions at the front end of the process, that way at least everyone knows where they stand because I've seen this happen before in you know, trade for print type shoots where then it's been like, oh, well, yeah, I don't want you to use them in this way or I don't want to use them that way. And again, if those were discussions were held at the front of it or in the planning stages, then the shoot may never have gone ahead or it may have gone ahead with different people they may have used someone else because who has said no that's fine I'm, I'm quite happy so things you can explore and look at during those things is when you are doing a collaborative process like that and, and you know if you do produce some so there's some really cool images produced and so you want to use that in your socials or maybe it's even a maybe it's even you've got to think about consider maybe some of the images are actually assailable about um, how that works and and normally what you want to do is obviously get model releases for everyone who's actually in the images and also you may want to just have some type of contract or some type of process about maybe the planning or the, or the staging or, or the set building or whatever about someone may have spent a lot of time building a set and putting it all together so they need some recognition or they might need something from it so again these are things that, um, again, you don't want to have a process where you do something and have a whole lot of fun and then at the end of it, it becomes kind of tense. And, mm, yeah, I've seen it happen before. I've actually seen it where people have actually, you know, been involved in a workshop and then as a result they've created something in the workshop and then someone's seen that and then they've been approached by someone to buy that that image. And, again having thinking about these things before they happen is the best way to do it because after the fact it can become quite messy because quite often it may need a number of people to all agree to that happening so again and then there might be one person in that group who's not who's not agreeable to that so that person may say well I'm not I don't want to be involved in this particular creative jam because I don't agree if you're going to do that with those images that's not something I want to sign up for so again Doing this at the front end is a much better way of doing it because that way you have covered off all your bases. And again, you don't want something that turns out to be quite a fun exercise to be then kind of soured by something that might happen when the images are actually produced. So again, 
have these discussions at the front end about, okay, if we create all these images, is everyone cool that they're going to be, we're going to share them across um, you know, our various social media sites? Who do we need to credit? How do you want it to be credited? All those types of things have that all down pat and then share that information for everyone so everyone has it, so everyone has all that information. So it's very, very clear. So it's not going to be like a surprise at the end of the process that someone goes, oh, I didn't, didn't realize that was going to happen. And I know it sounds sounds kind of that part of it is always kind of, I suppose, the boring logistical kind of paperwork side of things. But again, it's an important part to make sure that if you do something like this, that you are kind of, you have thought about it and you have got a method of dealing with it rather than waiting for it to, to happen and then just try and work out how you deal with it after the fact. And again, dealing with it after the fact is quite difficult. So it's much easier to deal with it at the front end. So I hope this has got you thinking about maybe what you can do and maybe it's just, and look, your creative jam might just be just two people. So you don't need a big group. And my suggestion would be not to have the group too big as well because you don't want to have a creative jam with 30 people because it's just going to be absolutely very difficult because someone's going to have to wrangle out 30 people. If you've got a smaller number of people and you'll work out what number kind of suits, and it's going to be dictated by a couple of things. It's going to be dictated by the space that you may be going to do it in. It's going to be dictated by the types of things that you might want to shoot as well. You know, if you want to do a shoot where it's logistically you need to get move like it's say it's shooting out in a, in a kind of a pine forest or something and you need to bring some gear in there and it might be a walking situation so you, you know, that might dictate that you need five or six people just to help carry all the gear in and again there's people who could be involved in the creative shoots who actually aren't really photographers like i said they could just be people who are interested in learning how things go together people who just like to help i suppose behind the scenes and again a lot of times those people are just as important. The behind-the-scenes people sometimes are just important to the to get the actual outcome because you need all those you need all those things to come together to make it actually work. So this has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. And again, like all the podcasts we do, this the idea is just to get people thinking and maybe giving them some other ideas and outlets to get out there and to, to do something different with their photography. Enjoy your photography, and we'll talk again real soon. See ya.